Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to episode number 100 of the Working Class Hunter Podcast. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a Working Class Hunter Podcast. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV, and you're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This is Michael Pitts, and you're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman, you're listening to Working Class Bowhunter. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1... I think I left about four. No one ish. honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding, getting ready for this deer to stand up. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. That one, that one arrow cost me thirty-three thousand dollars. Just aiming too long and just move a little bit. And just, oh, no, it fired, you know. Crap. I knew as soon as it left, it was just a little hot. But he came right out in the field, made a scrape right in the cornfield, started grunting, walked 30 yards, made another scrape. You're listening to the Working Class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Well, we finally made it to episode number 100. Yeah, you heard that right. 100 episodes of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. As sometimes here from 1600 Buckslayer Place. We were in the Buckatorium in lovely, beautiful, always happening, Sherrard, Illinois. The voice you're hearing right now is Steve. And fellas, are you excited as me? Kurt's over here in the studio, as always. I am excited. 100 episodes is a big deal. 
Eric's here, and it is a big deal. That's like a milestone, ain't it? It really is. And? <laughs> Heck yeah. Mark's here. Mark Ripe. Yeah, I uh, didn't even know what podcasts were 100 episodes ago, so this is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither did we. Uh, I didn't even know if we'd make it to 100, <laughs> I, honestly. I, I always had faith, and we're looking to, to make it to 200, but you know, we really couldn't have done it uh, without all you out there in uh, listener land. Um, you know, we appreciate all the support, um, and we've we've been able to, to meet and talk to a lot of great people. We've partnered up with a lot of great people. HHA Sports is one of them. Uh, HHA Very Sports. thankful for that and the opportunity yep. they give us there and what they've done for us so far, because that's a new thing, you know, relatively. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate HHA, HHA Sports and their sites and all the honest products they put out that back it with 100%. Uh, lifetime warranty to their product and i don't really know what else you could ask for in a company um and we're also fortunate to be uh supported by badlands packs yep and i don't know if you guys have ever i'm sure you've seen them in the stores if you don't have one already i mean they're definitely worth it Um, go check them out the quality is unmatched uh the warranty is unmatched you can't really yeah feel anything better don't don't hesitate if you got one of their packs man Use it. Use it how it's supposed to Use be. Use it and abuse it. They've That's got what... a fantastic lifetime warranty. Yep. And, uh, you know, s- speaking of um, fantastic, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, local company around here in uh, West, we gotta Western, do a, uh, Western we, Illinois. we got to give a shout-out to the Smith family and yes. Smith's for, uh, you know, they do – it's the best processing I've ever experienced. And for them to kind of take a risk and – go out and fully support us the way they do when our podcast was fairly new. I mean, I don't know. Imagine the first 20 episodes or something. I guess I'll have to go back maybe a yeah, little later probably, than that. Probably 20 episodes, I would say. I mean, you know, it's we really appreciate it, and I hope uh, they appreciate us talking about them as much as we do. But um, it's real. We really believe in them and their business, and we trust them. And, you know, it's it's going good. So And their business is booming, literally. Yep. They just yeah. expanded, and... That's awesome. So we hope they're happy with us because we're definitely happy with them. So, yeah, and uh, you know what, man? It's just um, it's super cool, man. We're a hundred episodes in. We've got to meet a lot of great people. We've actually been able to introduce you listeners to a lot of great people. One of them being in the studio is Mister Moneybags himself, Mark Wright. <laughs> yep, yep. What's going on? <laughs> oh man, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I think every one of our listeners likes Mark. More than any of us. Oh, yeah. Well, he's well-spoken. He's not loud and knows what he's talking about. Yeah. What's he not does. to like about the guy? You should add me into your uh, favorite podcast host question. We should. <laughs> See if I can take the lead. Nope. <laughs> nope. I nope. forgot that. Mark, yeah, definitely. You are a favorite. Every episode Mark does, it just kills it. In and people numbers. are us, asking us questions. To ask Mark. Yeah, I've answer, I had to answer one the other day. That's yeah. cool, man. I appreciate it. That's what it's all about, man. Reaching out to people and That's just right. talking hunting and enjoying, you know, dealing with talking to hunters and interacting about it. That's right. That's I mean, what that, we love. That's why we do the podcast, exactly. too. You know? So I, I guess the first part of the episode 100, I wanted to talk about a well, little well, go ahead with your. I, yeah, I did. I didn't want to forget anything. Um, you know, we're on such a roll. You know, we could not do this podcast without the vets. And you're actually yeah. going to do the vet shout out this week, Kurt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of my best friends. Um, I consider him a, a blood brother, if you want to say it that way. Um, and uh, well, we'll go out on a limb and say fellow homie, uh, Dakota <laughs> Cosmaker. Uh, so yeah, my one of my best friends, Dakota Cosmaker, uh, served in the Air Force, um, did some tours in Afghanistan. And uh, yeah, he's a great dude and 
Uh, he supports. He doesn't hunt, but uh, he respects it. Uh, highly respects it. Loves eating venison. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives out in Columbus, Ohio. He, he'll come out and visit, and he's just like, man, you should make some deer burgers. And, <laughs> and he, he always that's said, the only reason he comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't probably. come out to see you just to eat deer. It's the only reason why he still <laughs> says he's friends with me. Right? Yeah. 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 Yep. It, it's so great because, yep. like, you know, the, you, you and him are like nothing alike, but you're exactly similar. You know, and it's right. it, it's one of those weird things. And he's such a great guy, and you know, we're su- I'm super happy to know him, and I'm blessed that he served and you know protected my freedom so well the cool thing is is uh his fiance as well uh megan is also a veteran Mm -hmm. um so and they're just recently engaged so congratulations to them and the cool thing about it is megan's awesome because megan's actually a vegetarian Mm -hmm. but she will she respects like the the ethics of hunting and is super interested in it and we'll have conversations about it and she will actually. She's not a vegetarian because she's not against eating meat. She's against like um, you know commercial farming. You know, right, like, right. And which I understand that completely. It's it, it is pretty fucked up if you break it down. Yeah. Um, you know, and she'll she'll try um, like a venison burger. It's mm-hmm. the most organic meat that you can get at. You and know, it's true. It is. I so mean, big respect to them guys, and thank you so much. And I'm um, you know, I we me and Dakota keep. Uh, Close contact for him living eight hours away. Yeah, and right. So, yeah, he's the veteran shout-out for episode 100. Well, there you go. Well, thank you for your service, uh, Dakota, and um, this podcast brought to you in English by veterans, so we appreciate that. So what I wanted to do for the first part of this 100th episode, um, I guess there's really no topic for the episode, not one specific thing. Um, I kind of wanted to look, have a look back. It's kind of like a recap. Like a of? recap of yeah. 100 episodes. And where we started, because episode one was rough. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's with anything, though. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I mean, unless it's like it's like riding a bicycle. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't do it. Well, you're not good at it the first time. Right. Well, with you're our kinda, show, it's, it's completely rough. it's rough off the top of our heads for the most part. I and mean, we kind of have a general idea of what we want to talk about. But me and Steve did episodes one, two, and three. Just me and Steve sitting in <laughs> sitting lawn in chairs. the studio <laughs> in lawn chairs. <laughs> And we just I don't started. even think we have pictures of the old studio anymore, do we? No, we should have. We should have no. taken pictures because it, it was classic. You know what's what's really fun? <laughs> like I I was so excited to do that first episode because you know you've got you guys have all heard the story of how we start. I was so excited. You know what? I, I, I hate to sound like that cliche, like oh I'm still so excited, but like at, I get so excited to come do a podcast like each and every week. I, I I'm as excited as I was. Uh, the first one. Now I still put in the same amount of work, which is absolutely none at all. <laughs> but uh, that's true. Yeah, Kurt's it's very, it's I thought you would start true. laughing, very but Kurt's true. like said a serious thing. He's like, "Yeah, we need to talk." Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny though because Steve had podcasting experience, like we've talked about before in past episodes, and I've never, I've always thought about it, and then it, it just feels so awkward. Especially, it's yeah. different if you're a guest. You kind of rely on the, whoever's podcast it is to kind of float you through the show. Mm. But when it's your own podcast and it's all on you to get to keep the show momentum going, it's awkward and you feel weird. And you, I mean, we probably sound like idiots anyway, but you really feel like <laughs> it's you what like we do. Idiot. It's what we do. <laughs> it's what we do best. What can we think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. 
But you know, uh, Mark, I don't remember what number your first episode was. I think six. Was it? Yeah, really? it was. It was. Actually, it's funny you say that. I was listening to it the other day on the lawnmower while I'm mowing, and I think you said oh, our first guest. So it's really ironic. I was mowing the other day and listening. This guy's to like it. a book. He remembers <laughs> everything. <laughs> Man, you were our first guest. I think so. That's what really? I think. That's what Wait you said the other day. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure. That's, that's right. No, that is right. Because we have a picture of all of us in like my living room with the bucks. Yeah. In the oh, and I've got two different colored socks on. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> The banner, we're supposed to write underneath everyone's name yeah. what episode they were on, but we haven't done I that. Know. Yeah. We'll, we got to we'll, do that. We'll, we'll all sign something together on our banner. But um, that's awesome. Well, Mark is, you guys have probably caught on, Mark is part of the podcast. <laughs> um, Mark's a busy guy. Mark yeah. can't make it to every episode. Understandable. Right. Eric's been kind of... MIA lately, working nights, working and just nights on the and move. Just, it's a mess, um, so, but I'm back. Logan is still working. Like, dude, that guy is constantly out of town. And if I, I if I were him, like, I'd leave that job because I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be talking to him. It'll be like 8 o'clock. He's like, man, I'm still working. Where are you at? Oh, Seoul in Iowa. Yeah. Dude, I hope you're staying up there, man. Yeah. Yeah, Logan's nah, still just, part of the crew. He just it's he's yeah, a he workaholic. Sent a Snapchat man. the other day at eight forty two. I didn't know I worked at night, and I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he works from dark to dark, literally. It's all the time, year round. So yeah, it's it, it it's so weird where we started out because we're in the same room, but like you know, you just look around and we got this nice table, and you know the 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 decor in here um, is is really cool. But when we started with just like. Our two little lawn chairs or whatever, you know, we we had no idea what well, what was going to happen and who we were going to meet. Bring a know? lawn chair and a cooler. Right. <laughs> That's right. what it was. Well, the thing is, too, is uh, I also want to give a shout-out to all our new listeners because this yeah. last month has been our best month ever. Um, it's been awesome. Um, and so I, if you're new to the podcast or catching up on old episodes, we've had a lot of messages. Hey, man, discovered your podcast. I started back at... Either is either from the beginning or it's from I started in the mid forties and I'm working my way up. I listen every morning hey, on the way to work. And touche to you people that get through the first couple episodes too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, touche, man. Yeah. So thank thank you everyone and uh, welcome if you're new. And um, I think our first big guest we had was Jared Scheffler, Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline, wasn't it? Yeah. Episode fifteen. Was so. it him or T Bone? Jared Scheffler, I think. I think so. Was it? Because um, I was all nervous as I'll get out, and I'm all shaking. Like I don't know. I hope I don't. We don't bomb this. <laughs> and now we kind of go into it like it's just part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's super cool, man. You know, after a hundred episodes, you know, you you're always like, yeah. I know when you whenever I try to explain it to people, yeah, we do a bow hunting podcast, and they're like, well, how do you? talk like once you know for one hour and i'm like dude we've done it a hundred times now so you know we we think we got it figured out and the cool thing with like us you know we we stay up with like a a lot of how the technology is you know i think social media really helps and it just always gives us something to talk about something new is always coming around well the fun thing too is interviewing people oh yeah Yeah, i I don't feel like we do interviews though like mark your first episode did you feel like we were interviewing you or just felt like i was sitting around talking and that's what's kind of cool about the way you guys do it in my opinion the way we do it yeah well we do it is it (laughs) it's not you know we're these you know people that know every little thing and everything's got to be this way and that way it's just if you're passionate about it you're not making a million dollars a year to sit here and do this you do it because you love to do it mm-hmm. and the slogan goes just keeping it real i mean just being who you are and 
believing what you believe in and doing it because you love it and right and trying to you know per, you know put things out there that other people might not know because they don't interview the T Bones and the right. Melissa Bachmans and stuff like that. So not everybody's going to have the passion to sit down and do this and try and introduce that in a podcast form and put that information out there. So. Right. And another angle, I feel like I want, my goal with the podcast is like when we have guests is one, it's really fun to talk to people that you look up to. And that's been great for us is to interview all these legends in the outdoor industry and learn, just get tips from them. It's like not necessarily hunting tips. So either like tips in life about, you know, just how to really just stay motivated and up on it. But it's just conversation and our listeners get to see like what it'd actually be like to just have a real conversation and really see what Jared Scheffler or T-Bone or Melissa Bachman or whoever, John Dudley, any of those guys, yeah. what they're actually like. It's kind of, You kind of get their personality, you know, not just from TV, but it's a different perspective yeah, that's on them kind of too. What, that's kind exactly. of what I like about it. The Melissa Bachman episodes, the way that certain people describe and think about things that they've been through, mm-hmm. I mean, just the way she thinks about how this affects the industry and how this affects kids and, and the way she comes off, she's been through so much that she mm-hmm. handles it that way. And everybody that, you know, is a big name like that has gone through a lot more than oh, probably yeah. we have. Oh, so yeah, it's absolutely. cool to hear their side or their thought process, you know, of how things work because obviously everybody thinks different. So, yeah. And their stories too, like mm-hmm. how they started yeah. and <clears throat> how they got to where they are and where they're going or where they want to go, which is mm-hmm. really cool. And, and another thing we're thankful for is a lot of those people give out stuff on our yeah. show, which is awesome. Yeah, and it, it it's cool when we can give to listeners, and, you know, it's always fun seeing the interactions and, like, we're about to give stuff away and seeing who wants it. And, and everybody, anytime they get something, dude, they're always super thankful. And it, it's, it's just one of them cool things that if we can give back a little bit, that's awesome. Yeah, it's for cool sure. we got hooked up with these people that we can – we have that opportunity to – you know, give back to our listeners because that's if we didn't have our listeners, we wouldn't yeah. be doing this. Right. Yeah, we probably, probably I mean, still we would. Still would but. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's what I want to do. Looking back, and guys, we're gonna have to sound biased. What has been your favorite episode that we've done? Oh man, that's a tough mm-hmm. one. That is mm-hmm. tough. It is tough. My favorite episode would actually. I'm gonna just start with Mark first, Mark, because Mark listens to a lot, and you're on you're on a, a, quite a few of them. Your favorite episode that you've been on? Let's start with that. <clears throat> wow, that's tough. Put me on the spot. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> I had um, you because I, I guess my favorite one because I love funny and I think was when we did covered the what was the band the the, oh, the critters in the band? God, what was it? The no, four otters and a folk yeah, the, band. Yeah, my uh, oh, my, God, yeah. my stuffed otter funk yeah. band. Yeah, yeah that one was folk fun. band. That was an it? early one too. Yeah, that was like six or ten, like maybe ten. I think that might have been ten. <laughs> I forgot ten. about that. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> we were laughing pretty hard on that one. Ninety um, episodes ago. Yeah. Good lord. I like the turkey talk one too. I thought that one was pretty fun and pretty informative. Yeah. Everyone loves that podcast. Too. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. You said it's doing I, pretty good on the downloads. that podcast yeah. is ranked i think episode 70 or 71 70 check that one out i think that's ranked two or three in our all-time downloads uh, right oh yeah yeah um other than that if it wasn't my episodes i mean of course i love t-bone and nick munt and melissa bachman probably you know mm-hmm. um Darren Christianberry seems mm-hmm. like awesome dude. I mean, Always. I could go on and on. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. keeps, all of them all keep of surprising them. me. I keep texting you after I've listened to him. I'm like, man, that dude sounded cool. I mean, 
Yeah. A lot of people are, you know, you you think that they might be different because they're celebrities or whatever. And right. They might be cocky, but I'm I'm surprised at a lot of, you know, what these guys talk about when they're on. Definitely. So. It's it, and that is a really refreshing part of it is like all these people we have on, we don't just have them on because they're popular and we think we're going to get downloads from it. We have them on because we want them on. Mm-hmm. You know, as we want to learn something from them. That right. or just just have conversation with Absolutely. them. I mean, of course, with people like that, just having conversation, you're going to learn from them. But, mm-hmm. yep. uh, Eric, what about you? What's what's probably your favorite Ooh. episode that you, so far? And There's why? so many. I know. It's, it's tough. tough. It is. It's super tough. I just have fun on every one, I guess. That'd yeah. be a general blanket answer for me. Oh. I, I, I'll, I'll go, and you can think about what you what yours is. No, because I don't even know. I mean. The, the turkey <laughs> episode that we did with Mark was probably one of my favorites as far as just educational and just super interesting. I've had more book. people message me and say about that episode, like, I never knew it took that much to mount a turkey, like yeah. a full mount turkey. Yeah, like, well, how many steps does a turkey mount have? Like, 26 or 27, I think you said? Oh, way more than that. Oh, I think in that? that magazine it was, like, 72 steps oh, just to much. skin it out and get it cleaned and get it prepared to mount. It's nuts. Think about it before you get a turkey mounted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think yeah, about it. It'll cost you. And you wonder why it's so expensive to yeah. get it mounted. Yeah. Right. What about you, you Steve? Uh, dude, you guys are going to make me feel bad because I, I know exactly which one it was. <laughs> it was one we did with Clark Cummings. Yeah. I have, that is no, a good I, episode. Dude, I just, I love it. And it was because, like, you know, we he was in here, we met him, and he's such a fantastic dude. And, you know, like, you pick that up through the whole thing. And there's, I like, I had I had favorites before that. But for some reason, that one was just always like, dude, I, I loved that episode, everything about it. And I think he's the only one to bring us beer in the studio. <laughs> no, uh, Garrett brought us uh, oh, yeah, that's the right, Last that's Breath. Right, that's he right, brought, right, he yeah, brought us some. Did, yeah, the Last Breath, last breath guys yeah. are awesome. Uh, we had some requests to get them back on the show, and so we're going we're gonna to try and make that happen. Um, yeah, they just got back from... An antelope hunt. It was a mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah Garrett put an, a nice antelope down. I guess it was a long shot too, like a pretty impressive. No, one. it wasn't. It was a it was Grant. A, it was Grant. Yeah. Oh, Grant right, put right. it down. Yeah. 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 Right. Jeez. Yeah. I have a lot of more love for them right now too because I just want a free set of broadheads. Oh yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> so shout out to Last Breath. Thanks, man, for the giveaway. That Appreciate is, it. That is actually. I think we might have a pack of. Uh, quick clutches from them guys too over yeah there. we gotta uh, i think we get them back on because here's they... the deal episode 100 we'll give away uh some quick clutches courtesy of last breath tv if i think we have a pack over there we'll give one away all right um, and message us if you want it. yeah first go check person those to message us you get them go check those dudes <laughs> out on carbon tv now like they, that's stellar yep yeah yeah so. definitely awesome oh and also since we're talking about giveaways uh we'll, we have our little two by two inch we'll call them hard hat stickers the go. working class bow hunter uh, message us saying I want some stickers and we'll message you a handful. Um, yeah, it's been a long legacy of podcasting and I hope we get to episode 1000 one of these days. <laughs> well, at the well, rate eventually. we're going, it's only going to take us five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can get there. I mean, we hit weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we hit weeks where we podcast like we did a couple. We did one a day. Yeah. Yeah. For you a know. week. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of my favorite I, I don't know if, if this is all right to talk about one of my favorite times podcasting it was it wasn't because it was i like the whole situation we were going to that whitetails unlimited banquet and uh, t-bone was there and then tim kitts and alex poppy luna came in and we ended up doing i think two episodes and we did them like during the day on saturday and dude, it was just such a fun day because it was like february but it was like 
54 degrees out. <laughs> And everybody was just hanging out, having a good time. We ended up having a great time there. So that was like one of my favorite times podcasting. Well, we I mean, met you... a lot of great people, and uh, excuse me, <laughs> uh, we met a lot of great people. And <laughs> I thought I thought you had to sneeze there for a second. You said, "Excuse me," just a little thirsty. <laughs> um, no, we met a lot of great people and made a lot of really great friends that we keep close contact with, and it's always great. Like, hey man, I haven't seen you in a while. You want to come back and do a podcast and. It's just fun. It's just know. nice, you know, checking in on people, you know, too. Like, messing them, hey, you know, how's it going? How's everything going? Wait hey, a minute. I... Was Mark our first guest, or was Anthony Fry our first guest? Mark was, for sure. Mark was, for Anthony sure. He was, like, episode 12. Oh, was I... he 12? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I swear when I was listening, it, it went out. On, I don't have good signal at my house, and it went out on me, but I swear it said, you know, hey, we all have our st- first guest. I'm we sure all have smartphones and everything we could check. But yeah, well, yeah, we're, 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 we're busy. We're busy. Why would we do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're the actual... We're, we're we're the exception. We actually talk to each other without being on our smartphones. <laughs> which is, we're, we're recording our voices right now. Exactly. Um, so that's that's basically a look back. You have to excuse us. We're kind of just like appreciating yeah. how we've got to 100 episodes. Um, currently, right now, everyone hunting seasons are kicking off. By the time this episode airs, they're kicked off already. Not quite in uh, Illinois and Iowa yet. Dude, people are putting monster muleys down. Out west, man. Man, we have. Oh. Let's talk about it's what's insane. Oh, it's I. I've never seen jealous. so many huge mule deer this year. Yeah, so let's kind of speaking of that of hunting seasons kicking off and like the future, like hunting seasons coming. Um, we have some good episodes planned and coming up, and of course the Fitzgeralds <laughs> are in that group, yeah. and. We are pumped about this. I was going to say, yeah. if you guys know of the Fitzgeralds, like, all right, if you don't, get a hold of it and YouTube the Fitzgeralds. <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll be on um, our buddy Baker from Kill Cliff. Yeah. He'll be back on. Um, let me even let me look at my notes here. Um, Clark will be back on. Clint Casper is doing a hunt right now for Mule Deer, and he's going to check back in with us oh, about awesome. his hunt. Um, of course, Logan Partlow, Last Breath, yeah, going to be back of. on. Um, Bow Hunter Planet is going to be on. Bone Driven, we gotta we gotta get episodes for those guys. Um, so a lot to look forward to. Um, the Lindsay Way is going to be on. Um, so keep an eye out. That'll be in the next few episodes. I know the Fitzgeralds are going to do some uh, giveaways to our listeners. The Lindsay Way wants to do some giveaways to all you guys. And uh, so yeah, that's we have a lot to look yeah, forward to. Nice. And Aaron uh, Calderona, our, lo- our, lo- our local buddy, he asked me if we're still alive. <laughs> Has anybody not been talking to him or anything? Oh, I should check in with that boy. We but, uh, so that's kind of where we're at. But back to looking forward to hunting season yes. right now. The Western hunts are kicking off. Steve bought a bow. Steve <laughs> bought a bow. Let's talk about it. Ah, all right. Let's we discuss didn't, We it. didn't think this day was going to come. No, it, it was for sure <laughs> going to come. And, um, you exactly know? one month before hunting season. <laughs> hey, I, I, dude, I, I had to leave it out there, man. I had to make you guys sweat a little bit. What did you buy and why, and who did you buy it from? Okay, so... Give us the deets on it. All right, here's what I went with. I went with the Elite Impulse 34. Charity foe. Color. 34. Ninja Black. Basic. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to do Ninja Black with ca- with uh, snow camel limbs, but now nah, that's been kind of... It's been done, Eric. It's, it's been done. And it's over with. Um, Ross Bigger from uh, Respect the Game is running 164 Outdoors. I had to, you know, the guy was... He's a was, beautiful man. 
Beautiful he man, is. the guy. He's got like the most perfect beard I've ever seen. <laughs> Sculpted. Yeah. It's weird. Like, yeah. how is a beard that perfect? I don't get it. Um, I love that guy. You know, you meet that guy, uh, and you just you're like, dude, can I like be your best friend? And it's such a great dude. Like, he calls to like check in on you. You know, see how you're doing. I love that guy. So, um, gonna go pick that up this week. Gonna throw some cool accessories on it that we'll be able to talk about. Couple right. of couple different things here and there, but I think what I'm going to do for the most part is stick with the um, actually the the actual elite like accessories. Like I know the uh, like Doinker uh, makes her stabilizer, um, and the elite quiver. Like that is such a nice quiver. Like you, you, you I, have to get the elite quiver. Yeah. There's it's only, the only like, way to go. There's like sure. two bow cut. Like Hoyt does a fantastic job with with their quivers, mm-hmm. but like. I'm not going to put a Hoyt quiver on my Elite. I don't, I don't know why you do <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, I should, though. <laughs> I mean, it's all in your preference, too. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but an Elite quiver is made for an Elite bow. Mm-hmm. It takes yeah. a special bracket, bracket and everything else. That's got yeah. to the doinker and everything, yep. Yeah, the 34 is going to be awesome, man, because my dad has the uh, Impulse 31, and mm-hmm. he, he absolutely loves that bow. My dad's never shot his bow more. I've never watched him shoot this much. <laughs> he shoots all the time. Like, he goes to the range, like, I don't know, at least three times a week after, you know, and that's after working a full day and going yeah. in and everything else you got going on. And I mean, you know, and I could have gone with the 31, but, you know, people are going to question why did I go with the 34? And it's really because Stone Cold said so. Well, <laughs> it's, it's nice to see you get your balls back, first of all. Yeah. But it's also. It's going to be weird <laughs> seeing him with a bow in his hand. Though, I know, you know, it is going to be weird. Usually like, we're shooting, he's just standing there. Steve's like, over there. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, normally we're shooting, shooting our bows, and Steve's <laughs> over there in the corner with his wiener tucked between his legs. On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram. Hey, guys, yeah. check this out. Uh, got time for that. That'll be a cool bow, man. Yeah, I'm excited because you know what's super cool with uh, with the the kingpin that i got you know just what sold me on why i went with the 34 is the because hha kingpin the hha kingpin yeah um because i that the removable wheel so i'm like you know i we'd love shooting 3d you know hunting and target and i'm like well this bow could really do it all and i don't really gotta you know change a whole lot or buy a whole new bow so like that's with that site is the reason why i decided to go with the 34 Right. If, if because I have the removable wheels, like if I didn't, I probably would have went with the thirty-one. But the, but the thing is though, too, personally, <laughs> Eric's just uh, digging through the cooler over there. Uh, yeah, a little bit loud. Um, Hundred episodes in, we finally get a cooler in here. Right. Nice. <laughs> personally, I like a longer axle to axle bow. I never did. I always shot like I have a Hoyt Maxis thirty-one on the wall, and that's a uh, thirty-one ATA. Mm-hmm. Um, my synergy is a thirty-three and three quarters. Thirty-three and yeah. And Mark has a – oh, Mark, Eric, and um, – actually, we'll talk about Eric's uh, recent purchase also oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Dude, what kind of hat are you wearing, Eric? I'll get into that. Oh, I didn't even notice. You okay. didn't. I'll no, look at your no. hat and his. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll merge onto it. Um, but I like a, a longer axle-to-axle bow now because I transitioned, and I, I just – it feels right to me. Mm-hmm. The the small, like, 30, 31 bows, they, they seem too tiny now. Oh, you should shoot a 28-inch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I couldn't do that anymore. You used to have a Matthews, what was Creed, it? It was a Creed XS, uh, 2014? I've seen one today, and it looks tiny compared to everything else hanging <laughs> yeah. there. Because you know? I, I mean, you see the bow these, that small. You see all these long ATA bows, you know, at a bow shop hanging there, and then you get the Creed S- SX. Or XS, yeah. Extra Whatever. small? Is that what it is? I, 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 that's I what I always what called it. Is, it. But it looks like a kid's bow. Like, if you would see it from a distance, it looks But weird. the thing is, though, if you're just a hunter, 
and you just you want oh, to yeah. go to thirty yards, that's actually the perfect bow. Yeah, you go sit in a ground blind that. with that yeah. thing. Yeah, that ground blind. <laughs> that bow out. is a ground blind bow. Yeah. Um, I just bought a ground blind, a baronet. I don't really know even actually how to say it. Baronet, Barnet, Barnet, Barnet. Yeah. Grounder 360, I bought it. It was like 160 bucks on Amazon. And so that's something we can do a review on um, because I'm going to go in there with like a 33, 34-inch ATA bow and a ground blind, and I'm going to see how it shoots. You know what we're doing tonight? We're setting it up in the living room, and we're going to test this rig out. <laughs> we could. We could. I uh, know. The cat's going to make a home in there. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Um so it's interesting. So you're you're probably all giddy like a little schoolgirl. Dude, I'm your super boat. excited. I actually uh, got to got to help him out with a couple a uh, couple things. You know, he wants me to like wire like uh, the whole antenna tower. You know, just just because we're friends. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm actually kidding. I'm like just because you owe him money. No, <laughs> yeah, no, he's what? Uh, <laughs> what? It's uh, yeah. I, I gotta head down there on uh, on Saturday and uh, meet up with him, and then we'll. We'll get it all squared away, but you know, it just it's one sixty four outdoors is just such a, like a cool little niche. How, how long has it been since you held a bow? Uh, shot a bow? You well, held I, his uh, girlfriend's bow probably a week or so ago. <laughs> yeah, I put I slapped the HHA on her uh, mission flare. So I, what a queer, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm super excited. Sorry. Like I, I don't even know if I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with you on Sunday because I'll be too busy shooting my bow. Well, I don't care if you do or not. <laughs> that would be the only excuse not exactly. to show up. So I got right. cooler friends, man. All right. Well, well speaking, of, I guess cooler friends. Your friend Eric here uh, bought something. Let's talk about it, Eric. What did yep. you get, Eric? I got another bow. I mean, you can never have too many. <laughs> Two right? bow yeah. Timmy over here. <laughs> well, this is, makes number three now. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you still. Well, have if you right. include the fishing bow, then that's four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Four bow Fred over here. Yep, I bought a 2016 Hoyt Defiant. I am defiant. I am defiant. Aluminium? Aluminium. Aluminium. I like it. I love it. What's the skinny it, on that? What's the ATA? I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I love it. That's it. 34. It's a defiant 34, yeah. Oh, so it's 34. longer than ATA. What's Barry's height? Do you know? Seven? Ooh. Six? Seven? Mm. Pull it up. Not sure. Yeah. I, think, I bet you it's, to be honestly. That's the thing, man, like. We'll talk about this a little bit, and then we'll, we can get into some hunting talk. Um, when it talks, like when you get, break it down to archery, Mark, I'm going to ask you directly because one of my buddies, uh, Scott Sullivan, we'll give a shout out to him for sure. Um, that'll be our social media shout out for episode 100. He uh, been friends with him a long time. I think he just recently dove into the podcast. I know he knew about it, but I think he actually was like, "Let me check this out." Mm-hmm. And he messaged me today, messaged me today and it's like, "Man, I've been listening every day before work." So, big shout out to him. But we had a discussion on different bows and stuff like that and it got me thinking. I was kind of giving him a little bit of advice. What do you think with the new bows and technology, does the brace height and axle to axle make that big a difference? Cuz there's guys that say it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then there's guys that are like, "Well, a longer brace height, longer axle to axle is more forgiving. Yeah, I, you kind of, I don't know. I'm not that. I, to me, I said on a couple podcasts ago, I think I could pick up my old Hoyt and shoot, you know, just as, as good? good as I can with my new bow. But it wasn't as easy to do. This thing's got the draw cycle, the back wall. I right. can hold it all day. So for me, I've gone from what you were talking about earlier, that short bow to that long bow. So this longer bow, big riser, it's it's still 
different for me. Right. So I guess I'm probably not the best guy to ask, but but it's good input. Uh, I will say that my stable or my pin is probably more stable. You know, well, before I would probably float around and had a bad a, a jumpy back wall. <clears throat> I've noticed that my pin is more stable on the target now. Let, with, let me make this point too. This might add into the conversation. Is it because obviously when time goes by, you progress in knowledge and skill. Having the right person tune your bow makes you more comfortable, therefore oh, yeah. making you shoot better. Because the bow I shoot now, I'm, I've am i never been more comfortable with a bow. I yeah. have it tuned up exactly how I yeah. like it. And I had the right guy that I know and trust and I'm good friends with, Tim Kitts, tuned my bow. Yep. and uh, Or Poppy. I can't yeah. remember either which. Both, I mean, one and the same. They're the greatest bow techs I've ever <laughs> met in my life. <laughs> Not really one and the same, but uh, as far as bow tuning skills, they're, I mean, it's unmatched. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I mean, they take the time other day to take a bow and make it fit for you you know right you've been to some places you know and they they tune it for you but not like some people will go the extra mile to make sure that bow is right well when i draw my bow back now it just goes right back where i like it i agree i tied on a i got new arrows and i tied on a new d loop because mine started to get frayed Mm -hmm. and so i was like i went out the next day and i was like i'm not shooting that good what's going on wonder if i messed up this d loop so I'm like, ah, I got out the paper tune and stuff, and I'm shooting, and I'm like, first arrow, bullet hole. Second arrow, bullet hole. I'm like, man, Poppy, you're the man. <laughs> I'm like, it's just me. You're just, it's you're just, just me. I'm just shooting bad thank today. For, thank you for Poppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, I was speaking like, All of right. that, uh, Poppy's yeah. down in Champaign, yeah. Illinois, with a new bow yeah. shop just opening up. Bowmenum. Uh, Bowmenum. Oh, I love the name. Yeah, so all our listeners in the south. Check it out. Well, it's not really southeastern Illinois, but Champaign, Illinois area. Um, even in, in Bloomington area, that's not that far to go there and yeah. go to that bow shop. How far, yeah, that's what, 45-minute drive? From Bloomington? Yeah. Uh, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe, an, I don't know, hour, 45 to an hour? I got I family think, in that area. I think I should uh, we got a road trip coming up. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. going to do a podcast down there for sure. Yeah, they're remodeling it. It looks nice. Oh, man. Yeah. awesome. It looks amazing. Yeah, and, dude, you know, Poppy was one of those guys that, man, you know, you – you had something wrong with your bow. As soon as you pull it out, you could, if you ever, when you go, if you're down in that area, you watch him. When you pull your bow out, you'll see he looks up and down your bow, and by the time you get it out, he'll already know what's wrong with it and how to fix it. Mm-hmm. I promise that. Like he can just look at something and be like, "This needs a change." Yeah, yeah. Poppy's yeah. awesome, man. He's a one of the best guys that I probably ever met too. And I, I've he's met a, a lot of good people. Through he's this. a legend. Poppy yeah, is a legend. You the man, Poppy. <laughs> you are you the man. You are the legend of both. Well, he's a, his, his legend will continue with his son, Lil Poppy. He's that, kid's a great, a, that kid's a stud. I will say this with confidence. He may be the greatest Botech ever, but he is the greatest Mexican Botech yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, ah. that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll we'll get some people sending in their opinions, but uh, doesn't matter. Hey. Their opinion doesn't matter. I'm the one with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we say it's worth the drive to see Poppy, no matter how far you go. It is. It yeah, is. I you know we love that guy, man. I'm I'm, I'm glad things are going uh, going well for him down there, and you know wish him the best. I I, I hope that thing takes off. Okay, you know? boys, I'm gonna go there right now. I'm going to go there. Okay. Are you, right, are you leaving? You're not leaving. Where are you, are you going? Hunting season's coming up. <laughs> oh, I thought you were actually taking off. Like, I was like, hey, see you later. You okay, Where am I going to go? We're at my house. <laughs> yeah, that's why we were warned. Bring, bring a pizza back. <laughs> Hunting season's coming up. All right. I'm going to say this word, and everyone, every, even our listeners, their hearts are going to sink a little bit. Broadheads. Oh, God. 
Let's go there, boys. We went there. Let's talk broadheads, fellas, shall we? We shall. Shoot what you like, uh, that's my opinion right there. Shoot what you like. Don't care. This topic will never die. It always comes back, and everyone hates it because every... Everyone hates it because everyone is an expert on it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Everyone, yep. I got just everyone, listen, they'll tell you. Yeah. I, I got right now in the studio, Eric's on his phone, Mark and Steve are looking at each other like, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah you know what? All right. Uh, That's because I don't want anything to do with this You know right what? You know what? Shut up. It's time to man up. Let's get right into it right now. Okay. Let's talk I'm, I'm down with it. All right. And we'll say this. I'm, the broadhead that, in your opinion, let's let's erase for now in the conversation kinetic energy and speed. Let's just talk about straight durability of a broadhead. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you're shooting, how fast, what your draw length is, what your draw weight is, mm-hmm. the strength and durability and sharpness of a broadhead is pretty much what it boils down to for the most part, right? I mean, maybe cutting diameter adds into that for sure. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, if you have a quarter-inch Broadhead, that's all it cuts. It's yeah. not going to do a whole lot. But, but you could kill it. You yeah, location, kill location, location, location. Location. Point. That's I mean, a good point, Steve. Yeah. So let's let's break it down. If you want to talk about the toughest, most reliable, most durable, sharpest broadhead out there right now, in your guys' opinion, we'll do a circle, starting with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you're the man tonight. Yeah. You are the, the man. least Money experienced, bag. even though I've been hunting for so long because I've only shot one broadhead my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but that so, says a lot in how many does. years of bow hunting. Exactly. 25, 6, 26, I think. 26 yeah. years of bow hunting. So um, I've shot muzzies, and I just keep taking the blades out and putting new ones in and they fly great they're hard well you know as far as durability and toughness <clears throat> i've not ever said oh god look what happened to that broadhead i gotta find something stronger right so to me i'm about fixed blade i'm about chisel point because yep. <clears throat> i know a lot of guys are oh i love the cut on contact we're not talking tuning thing. right now we'll just yeah. erase all that right, right now. yeah that's yeah okay. yep. strictly broadheads yep. so i i'm not a fan of the cut on contact because i think that blade tip can bend easier than a chisel point well I that mean, and the blade cuts hair fat and bone all at the same time before yeah, it gets to the important stuff true. which is that's organs true. that's true yep so for me i mean you know i could list off three or four different styles that are that for way sure. but but i like the fixed chisel point three blade four blade either way you know yeah as far as toughness eric i have to agree with a muzzy ever since i mean muzzy was the first pack of broadheads i've ever bought Mm -hmm. and ever since that you know i experiment with something different usually every every season i'll buy something different just to try it out but i always have at least two muzzy broadheads in my quiver at all times steve a sharpened rock. <laughs> <laughs> Tied to a carbon t- shaft. Yeah. yeah. I uh <clears throat> man, I gotta I gotta agree with Mark and Eric. I you know, I gotta go muzzy. I mean, you know, there's you always get the debate, but at the end of the day, you know, you look at the <laughs> amount of deer killed with muzzies and there's a reason why that design hasn't changed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for so long and why it still does its job when everything around it changes, you know, except that right. it, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And a muzzing ain't broke. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's something just, I could add is I've probably shot, I guessing 40 deer with a muzzy and I have never one time 
came home and said, oh, I got to unscrew that broad head and throw the ferrule away. Mm-hmm. It's never been bent. It's never, you know, I'm not shooting elk. I'm not shooting moose, you know. White-tailed deer I'm is, I mean. white-tailed deer, you know, but it, it still performed there, too. Ooh, For sure. Yeah, just, now that kind of changes the yeah, whole debate. And I'll chime in. I've been, I counted up yesterday. I was uh, thinking about, because I, I measured a monster deer the other day, and on there it has, like, a question in the fair chase form, how many years have you been bow hunting? So I'm like, oh, I've been bow hunting for 12 years. In my 12 years of experience, for the first 10, all I ever used was Muzzy. Mm-hmm. And I had to agree with you guys for sure. Is It's just they're trusty. I know when I if I hit a deer in the shoulder – and it, that broadhead is just going to fuck shit up yeah. when it hits that shoulder. <laughs> and, and it does. Yeah. It blows through. It does. It well, is. Well, like, if I shoot a, a deer with a broadhead, like your situation last year where you might have to take a second shot with it, Yeah, what I'm going to I'm gonna pull my muzzy on that second shot no matter what. Yep. Yeah. And, and what Eric's talking about where I had to stock back up on a buck, um, yeah. I don't know if I hit a limb or what happened, but that's a good ex- – uh, so let's let's get into the next stage of broadheads, what we're, we're going to merge to. We're going to talk um, tuning. Mm-hmm. Tuning and reliability of the broadheads that tune well. Does that make sense, mm-hmm. the topic? Is that pretty clear? Yep. So that's where expandables come into play. Because yeah. if you want to talk about durability and toughness and reliability and Fix. a broadhead that just mutilates everything that it hits, mm-hmm. it's a fixed blade. Fixed yeah. blades yeah. is the right. way to go for that. And it's, there might absolutely. be other fixed blades out there that are that general stain, yeah. same style um, that somebody else might name that what's are the as tough as what's, muzzies. But. What's the other broadhead that's been around forever? NAP makes it. Um, uh, Thunderhead. Thunderhead, Thunderhead yeah. yeah. The Thunderhead, a classic. Yeah. And there's a lot. There's a lot of good cut on contact fixed blade broadheads that, yeah. that that do an awesome job. Um, but if we're going to talk, let's get into the tuning aspect of it. This is wh- this is what actually throws the big stick in the spokes of the broadhead argument, in my yeah. opinion. Um, Rage, I think, was the first. I mean, there's been some expandables before. Rage was like the first real. M- like expandable that marketed really marketed. hard yeah, and people kind of dove into that marketing. And from my experience growing up, I always remember the juries talking about um, the rage expandable. Look at this. Mm-hmm. And they were just showing the most devastating bow kills of deer just going down in sight and the craziest blood trails you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So me and my dad are like, this is back when they did the O-rings when they first started. Oh, yeah. And me and my dad are like, oh, dude, rage, no question. Yeah. And we looked up at the jury. Still do. But uh, we tried them out, and we're like, these suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. my dad hit a doe on the shoulder, and, it, like, normally with the muzzy, that's just yeah. go- going through game over. And it, it killed the doe, but it was like we looked at the broadhead afterwards, we're like, jeez, looks like someone <laughs> put that in a garbage disposal. <laughs> you know? it. Well, yeah. What do you think? What's your guys' opinion on that? Whole? Back when I first started, I'd always, you know, when like the Grim Reapers was another old one yeah. that came out, and there were some other ones that were like that. They, and and I talked to a lot of guys, and they're good hunters that had lost a lot of deer with expandables. Now, everybody's going to say, oh, if you put a field point in the right spot, it's going to do the job. But, you know, the, hey, the blades, I mean, the blades break. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not, there's no other way around it. Yeah. I'm, now, if you hit them in the rib cage and, they make a nasty hole. I mean, nobody can deny that. They yep. have a big cut. That if you know, they'll the deer will bleed out fast, and and they might bleed out faster than a muzzy, but 
you know, in all these hunting situations, I'm not a perfect shot every time, and nobody else is either. Well, there's limbs, yeah. there's distance, yep. there's wind, there's the deer's movement and yep. reaction. You know, that's a big thing that I always stayed away from the expandables with because my thought process is if I'm up in the tree and I'm shooting through horse weeds or something, you know, nothing that's an unethical shot, mm-hmm. but you, there's things you don't see. If I shoot my muzzy through there, the way the tip is, the way the blades are angled, it might deflect a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty much going to keep its course. If I got some blades sticking out that are supposed to catch and open backwards and slide backwards in the head, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, the rear deploying style, that blade is going to catch that tree harder because it's the blades are facing forward. Mm -hmm. Right. So I've always shied away from those. It's a good you know, point. Until you know, and thought that my muzzy would blow through more stuff than not get such a deflection. Yeah, and yeah. If, if you look at the way that muzzy's designed, I mean, you know, you take it back to basic, you know, geometrics. The stru- the the strongest structure is a pyramid because if you look at a pyramid, it doesn't have. It, it's not easy to collapse a pyramid because, like mm-hmm. with like a square. You have two points that it can collapse in on itself, mm-hmm. and with 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 a singular line, it can collapse. You know, you can break it. But with a, with a pyramid or a triangle, there's just it, it's such it's so strong at the base and at the tip. So if you really look at how a, how a muzzy is designed, you know it's got it's got the triangles. So that's why I think you know a lot of times it'll it'll be stronger in that's a good you know, point going in. Because it can't collapse on itself. Where if you get like a lot of these expandables, you know the blades. Yeah, they say all oh, this sharp as steel. Well, it doesn't matter how sharp steel is, if it's gonna hit something going that fast and it doesn't and it's easily breakable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of where where I think that's why Muzzy has stayed around so long. And guys are like, well, it just it works. Well, yeah, because geometry mm-hmm. yeah i think i said geometrics i don't think that's a word but i got away with it <laughs> hey if you, and just, you guys didn't catch me on that <laughs> you just kept going people just let you say all kinds of stuff yeah, but stuff. you guys understand yeah. that right it's all the time I mean, Hillary Clinton Clinton new. no yeah I just, that makes complete sense i mean it really does even though you're full of shit but it, it, it does make hey, look sense. it up in a school book <laughs> hey what do you hammer through concrete with a chisel it's a uh, chisel point. i don't i let that's somebody true. else do that's that true. Yeah. it's a good I mean, point i, I mean the cut on contact and even a cone-shaped point, the very tip of that point has more of a chance to bend than a chisel does. That's just well, my and opinion. The, and the yeah, thing, too, you know, you got these broadheads coming out that have, you know, two-inch cutting diameter and everyone yeah. thinking, you know, okay, bigger hole, more devastating. But that's more surface area to fly through a deer, you know what I mean? So it's going to slow it down a lot more, you would think. Yeah. That, and let's be honest, the longer the blades are, the more brittle. Right, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, exactly, I mean, if you yeah. hit it, if you nick a little bone with a two-inch mm-hmm. blade, it's gonna bend it at some point. I've hit deer with, uh, I'll just say it because we're honest here, NAP kill zones, mm-hmm. and I've watched those blades disintegrate. Oh yeah, off lung shots, man. I have lung shots on film, mm-hmm. like on film, <laughs> played back in slow motion of kill zones hitting deer in the ribs on yeah. and lungs, uh-huh. and like, I mean, that's just my experience that I've had. It's right. not, it's not. I'm not saying that those broadheads suck by any means. That's just right. my experience. Yeah, it's not saying if they were literally a centimeter over, it would have been, it could have been completely yeah, different. Maybe I hit directly on that rib center, and that's what well, did it to that broadhead. Kind of, you know, and that's kind of what um, you know we're, we're we're defending and you know bringing this up. But like, 
it's like lightning striking twice. There's never going to be two similar situations. You know, that's why someone's like, yeah. oh, this broadhead works here and this one works here. I mean, the amount of variables that go into why something didn't work and why it did. Yeah. You know, it, and it's it's within within a frog's hair that it could have been different. Yeah. But that's why we have this conversation, though, because yeah. really this controversy what, is never going to end. It, no, ne- it never no. will. And but the thing is, it always boils down to you want something that's as ethical and as devastating as possible, because yeah. devastating is ethical when we're talking hunting, mm-hmm. because that means it's putting the animal down and I mean, a good shot, a long shot, hard shot puts a deer down in 10, 15 seconds, yeah. maybe. It's just a matter of how far they can get in that time. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, if Absolutely. you don't respect the game, uh, you put it down on camera. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's a good point <laughs> you made about hitting the ribs is that this doesn't happen very often, but I have had it happen a couple times to me where usually your broadhead hits and those ribs are flexible. It'll find that skin and muscle between those ribs well yeah it's gonna take the easiest path yeah it usually does that now there's been at least two or three times in my life where i've shot a muzzy and it hits that rib and it just blows right through the center of that rib and it'll usually find a soft spot on the other side to go through but i've had it happen to where i've blown through two sets of one ribs on each side which is rare and I'll pull the broadhead out, and yeah, the b- blades are a little messed up, but they're not. They but don't they did their break. job. They don't break, and that's my big thing with thin blade expandables. Is I've just seen you go YouTube it. You can watch thin blade expandables yep. Yep. explode on video all day. I mean, I mean, like with a muzzy with a replaceable blade. The the worst thing I've ever happened with a muzzy is it bent. Yeah, yeah, you know that's the only thing that happened. It never broke off. Or Which, when you shoot something through bone and flesh, yeah, and, yeah. and right, and it it's goes gonna happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it goes feet per second. <laughs> right, yeah. and then it goes through and then sticks in the dirt or hits a rock. Right. I mean, yeah. come on, where it did its job. Mm. I don't Absolutely. always expect to reuse a broadhead. I don't. No, no, but it's damn nice if you can. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you get a if you like, you know, if you get muzzies, you get a cool keychain accessory. <laughs> yeah, you get a broadhead. You get the tightener. Tightener. Who has a Tyler? Oh yeah, Inghold that has I, that on his keychain. He set it up one day, and I look at it. And I go, "You have that on your keychain? Yeah, in case I need to, you know, to put broad, some broadheads broad on." Range. I yeah, like, okay. I have a thousand. I had a pile of those. Oh, I, think I probably yeah. gave Tyler that one. But uh, yeah. I wonder if you can melt those down and make blades out of them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Galvanized, oh, not stainless steel. <laughs> but I still got I got packs of muzzies ready to go. Well, they got the muzzy trocar out now. That's more of like a uh, more tunable, um, friendly broadhead. Yep. It's more low profile with the same mm-hmm. toughness. I'm assuming. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a pack this year and try them. Yeah, there's um. Well, when I when I was sighting in the uh, the muzzies last year, um, you know, it was like. If you screw them in at a certain point, you know, you, you might not match up with the fletchings, but, um, and I don't know if Muzzy sells them or not, but uh, a friend of mine gave me them. It's like those little, they're, they're uh, the plastic, it's like an O-ring, and when you put it on, it makes all three of the blades match up with the fletching. Oh, you can, like, turn it kind of like. Yeah, so. You can only tighten it so much. Yeah, you can only tighten it so much because it, it, it backs out enough, and it, like, tunes up, pr- lines up pretty perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, if you go Muzzy's that route, I mean, if you guys don't know about that, check that out. I mean, that might, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because that's, that's a lot of a lot of why somebody would say that if I don't like Muzzy's, you know, and I shoot the expandables, that's why. Because, hey, if I want to shoot out 50, 60 yards in a good wind, you know, they're, they're the, you can't get around the fact that they don't fly as well as an expandable. And that's yeah. just, right. I mean, that's, you got gives and takes. So, 
I mean, when I, I had an experience for the first time, my muzzies have always flown pretty darn good. You know, very, you know, I'll shoot field points, and right before season I'll start shooting my muzzies. And they might be a tiny bit off, but then, you know, I'll, I'll broadhead tune and boom, put them right back in place. But I had a situation last year where I took my muzzies and I put them on. I, know I had cheaper arrows that I've had forever, some <laughs> some Beeman ICS 400s or something like that or 500s. They were just, Dude, I you know, love those sure. arrows, though, man. I do, too. I shot them for They're 20 years. They're just cheap and they, they work. Oh, yeah, know? and they've been around forever. But if you put them on an arrow spinner and check them out, they're 003 mm-hmm. for a reason. Now, and and that never affected me before with the muzzies. I just, you know, they're within an inch or two of where my field points are hitting always. But last year I switched and I, and I put those, you know, you stick them in hot water, those veins, those. Uh, oh, the quick, uh, quick, quick flush. Quick flush, yeah. yeah. And they have the little uh, quick spin edge on right, the on edge the... of the vein. Well, I put those on my Beeman's and put my muzzy on. And when I heat shrunk them, I lined up the broadheads with the fletchings like you know they say to do and i they my broadheads were flying all over the place so that combination maybe somebody could tell me what i did wrong but it didn't work good at all i went and switched to my practice schwacker that i had just you know i got frustrated with it and i went and bought schwackers and i you know, because I feel they're the thicker blades. They mm-hmm. don't rear deploy, and they don't slide, and they don't have all these little clips and stuff. And The concept so behind them is great. That's what I liked. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give a, an expandable shot for once because I've started to extend my range of shooting. So I went downstairs, grabbed a Schwacker practice head, unscrewed that muzzy, screwed that Schwacker head on, shot right in the bullseye. I'm like, Wow. So something was up with that combination of zero zero three straightness, the quick fletch, and my muzzies. So I mean, there is something to the expandable. Are of course, you, they fly better, but yeah, because now you got those super like those uh, thin diameter arrows. You got the yeah, I got the and you're gonna put VAPs. the muzzy on that. That's gonna look super I funny. Know it is, and it's gonna be cool. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to see that sure combo. Yet. I'm not what sure. What size are those arrows? I'm gonna shoot them. They're six millimeters. <laughs> yeah, in fact. Uh, I mean, I need to find a quiver that holds them because the rubber things in the elite quiver. I got to line it with moleskin or something. It just—they're so small. <laughs> they're like the—I uh, think Tim Kitts shoots five or six millimeter full metal jackets the, or something. Shoots a thin, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine like how that'll look with a muzzy on it, dude. Uh-huh. That's just—I—I I, I can visualize it, but man, I'll tell you what. Now I don't. I'm like I said, I was shooting Beeman's. I'm no expert, but I'll tell you this: go try. Find an archery shop, do something, buy six of them, whatever, and try those VAPs. Try the small diameter arrows with the outserts. A lot of people don't like the outserts, but I'm telling you right now that these things hammer the targets. The grain, the 50 grains on the front, those outserts, gives you more FOC. FOC out there. I'm yeah. not sure if I'm going to shoot the swackers or the muzzies. I'm going to try them both out, but these Victory VAPs, they're spine aligned, they're ice coated. And they hammer targets. I mean, I tear the park target apart digging them out out Man. there. At See, I want to try. <laughs> yep. Everybody yep. else, we shot it sixty. Was it sixty yards? Yeah, sixty yards. Eric and I were shooting at this yeah, tournament out in Donahue. All of them, they all three of them buried in the target under the cardboard, gone. <laughs> and there was three other guys shooting, <laughs> and their arrows are sticking out of the target. 
a foot and a half, and my arrows are buried gone. Yeah, he does. It's insane. He hit a soft spot. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah they hit. They hit the <laughs> so, same soft spot. Right, shoot. <laughs> yeah. For shooting into a bean bag. <laughs> you know. Anyway, now that we're getting talking about this, I'm going to go buy a pack of the trocars this week. Yeah, I'm going to try them, man. Because I've always been a big fan of Muzzy, and I, that's one Muzzy I haven't tried. I've tried the MX3s, MX4s. My dad shoots the MX3s. Well, see, I, I got a, yeah. I got a set of uh, Montex. Montex G5, G5 right? G5 Montex. Yeah. I got a, I, I got a set of those. I want to give them a try this year. I think. The thing let's, is, let's like, all shoot something different this year. We should. You know, we, I, I had good luck with Schwacker, but I've, I've shot Muzzy for so long, and I'd always find myself straying off and to coming right back to Muzzy, and straying mm-hmm. off and coming right back. Well, to I Muzzy. think that's always going to happen with every single one of us. You know, it's going to trust. Something yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it works. Performed so. for you. And, I'm I'm gonna buy a pack of trocars tomorrow after work. I'm gonna stop by <laughs> and I'm gonna buy a pack of them. Where man. Where are you going? Wally World, uh, Farm and Fleet, son. Oh, Fleet and Farm. <laughs> yeah, Fleet and Farm. Fleet and it depends on where you are. Farm Wisconsin King people. or a Thiessen's. <laughs> Tyson's. It's Tyson's. Oh, I thought it was Thiessen's. Come on in to Tyson's. It, it depends on where you're yeah, at. We're for you. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> we're a big R. We don't have those around here. <laughs> I, w- yeah. I wish we did. Big R what? is awesome. A big R? Yeah, oh yeah. No idea what that is. Yeah, well, you're not from the right neck of the woods, boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> or a farm king. If you're no, we, they, me and me and Eric fell in love with farm king. Son, awesome. I, I do like a farm son, king. Son, you're welcome. Get out of here, dude. You <laughs> my, did, we were going to buy a beekeeper set and give it to you for your birthday. A beekeeper set. Yeah, huh? dude. dude oh, you wanna we raise, thought about it. We do you want to raise it. bees in your backyard? <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Help the environment, man. Help uh, because look, bees are natural honey, f- son. Honey. No, bees are a natural uh, pollinator for food plots. So you raise bees, you teach them how to get the right stuff to the right listen, places, bro. and then you ain't got to plant food plots. Listen, bro. Let me tell you about broadheads. I know I'm on a pro staff. I got bees, you know. And these bees pollinate my food plots. I got three. 200-inch deer from these bees that pollinated these food plots. Get some protein, right? Genetics, that's a myth. It's a myth. It's the it's, worker bees. All, man, worker, all bees, worker bees. Where do you think here. bee stinger came from? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm They're dog. harvesting the honeycomb and grind it up into rubber. I'm on every pro staff that matters, son, on Facebook. Let me tell you, it's the bees. Oh, it God. is the bees. The bees knees. Bees knees. I'm going to kill a 200-inch deer this year, one I got on camera all year long. And I'm gonna get a picture with me, that buck, and my bees to show that the bees, <laughs> the bees that are day. holding up your pro staff flag. <laughs> <laughs> just a pro staff banner in the background, just flying strong. Listen, son, I didn't get it on film, but trust me, it was the bees. I can't believe Mark doesn't have bees. That would be yeah, something you would shit do. Out in the country where I'm at, I got everything else. I mean, yeah, right? you don't have like <laughs> wild chickens, turkeys or know, chickens. Or I had ducks at one point. Yeah, Did you? yeah, they're cool. Yep. Taxidermy cool. reference. They make good eggs. Free <laughs> yep. no, eggs. Lord. I'm gonna I'm gonna raise snakes and have snake eggs for breakfast every morning. <laughs> Once I get my pond done, I might get some ducks. All right, boys. Since we're talking nonsense, nonsense, yeah, nonsense, and topics we don't want to talk about, Under Armour. Oh god, <laughs> oh, god! I thought we were gonna be at the end. Herm, of the give me another beer. Yeah, we get, no. Under Armour. Let's talk Under Mark Armour. Mark Reif, reach in Eric's cooler and get me a beer without so, his permission. Who Who is the couple? The Bromars, uh, something like that. Yeah, the Bomars. 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 Uh, they killed a black bear with a spear. They were UA hunt athletes, if you will. And Under Armour dropped them for that kill. I be- well, the way I understand it is from pressure from anti hunters giving them shit for yeah. supporting that. Nothing new. And Under Armour dropped them. Yep. 
I'll start with my opinion because I've been starting on everyone else to, to <laughs> say their opinion first. So because you've been ready. I've been ready for this. Now don't sting us too hard with it. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Action. I honestly, when Under Armour started making di- like small, subtle dives into the hunting industry and then full went on with this UA hunt yeah. bullshit and all these hunters posting pictures of their eyes green while there's a black and white photo of them crawling through the woods with their bow <laughs> bullshit. I, th- I just, I don't know. It's just corny. But... My main thought right off the bat was that's a mainstream basketball, mm-hmm. football, football, baseball, whatever, ball yep. sport, mainstream, yep. right? sporting good yep. company, you know, clothing company. The hunting industry, because they're primar- primarily mainstream sports, was another way for them to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's another thing for them to get into. And then they got on to the pro staff thing, and the UA Hunt athlete came out. And then all these people who you never see them on shows or anywhere else, all of a sudden are UA Hunt athletes for whatever knows reason because they post good pictures on Instagram. (laughs) They're all supporting it because, I don't know, maybe they send them a a, a set of clothes a year or something, (laughs) which is probably freaking cool. But when UA Under Armour got into it, I was thinking, like, ooh, this is weird because it's not – it's not straight hunting industry, right? It's a it's a way for them to make more money. They're just by getting their feet wet a little bit, yeah. Making yeah. cash, well, it's extra it's a money. marketing thing. Because yeah. Steve, what did you say earlier before the podcast? There or maybe Steve or Mark? It, you know, that's a that a mainstream me. sport. Oh, that was, oh, that was, that was it's, a, it's a tiny part of Under Armour. The yeah. hunting yeah. industry is like a tiny little square down in the. Yeah, if you're looking at you, a pie chart of Under yeah, Armour, it's like a little sliver. You know, like two percent the money yeah. of make. Under Armour, right? Yeah. Well. And uh, is, are you are you done? No, keep going. No, because because what I because I, I just want to voice mine my opinion. Yeah, that, so this is your podcast. <laughs> All right, now you're making me feel bad. Kurt, finish up. No, I'm not, no. Ahead. Here's so here's where I stand on it. You know, I understandably it is a very small part, but here's what you got to understand. Um, and what I think that Under Armour dropped the ball with. And and maybe they didn't. I don't know the full situation, but they threw a spear at a bear, and people didn't like that. So we're, this is what I would guess happened to Under Armour. Because, yes, the hunting is a, such a small faction, like a, such a small portion of it. Do I think Under Armour could stay in business if they only went to hunting? No. But they also have contracts, you know, with a bunch of big name things and in some universities and you never know man you probably have some leftist chancellor that was saying look we're not gonna allow you to have your contract here for our sports teams if you don't drop them so right for them that's a good point that. i got a good point that, yep. if they were gonna stand up you know and everybody was like well they should have stood up for let the me say this industry. the majority of people that are um, contributing to Under Armour, not the company itself, but like sponsored Under Armour, are probably anti-hunting because they don't know anything about it. Well, and and it could be, you know, it could be a small couple of big contract holders. Mm-hmm. It, like, don't ever forget that because, again, like like the point I was making, if they would have said, you know, you need to drop them or we're or dropping we're, or you. we're out. So, that's, so right. you they're know, not, they're not going to take that huge cut for yeah. one couple on a hunting yeah. show. Exactly. You know? right. And right. then all of a sudden, all these people are out for jobs because they stood up 
for hunting. Now, granted, that would have been such a noble well, thing to let do. Let me throw this, Steve, because you're, you're making some awesome points right now. Let me throw this at you because you're on a roll right now. You're hot. I can feel it. <laughs> what's the difference between... Just check my Instagram, bro. <laughs> what, what's the difference between, okay, Under Armour sponsored these hunters and probably primarily bow hunters. I don't know much about this couple. I, I don't follow it that heavily. Um, respect them either way because it's badass. Yeah. But... Um, Okay, what's the difference between them killing a bear with a spear, which probably is a bigger cut, bigger hole? Obviously, they killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, between that and an arrow, and the same, you know what I mean? Because here's what it looks like: what it looks like to to anti hunter and leftist. These savages killed this bear with a spear. Like it's it's we've almost gotten them to the point where if you talk to somebody who knows nothing about hunting and they're like, oh, so you just take a rifle and you go walk through the woods and you shoot a deer. It's like, well, actually, I'd shoot him with a bow. Why would you do that? And then when you can finally kind of get to him that, you know, a bow is actually going to kill him as well as, if not maybe sometimes better than a gun, you can kind of give him that way. Now all of a sudden, you know, you, you see him, you know, you see somebody huck a spear. And it, what's, what's funny is, too, like half of them are like, how could you throw a spear at him? Where the other half is like, you know, whenever they see a lion dead, like, oh, why don't you fight it with your bare hands? Uh, okay, well, I, I took a stick and killed it. You know what I mean? I right. think but you, it, just, I, it looks more, savage. It's more archaic. It looks, yeah. Caveman. It yeah. does, but I think it looks, it looks I, savage. I think That's it's part way. of the black bear thing, too, because you see a lot of people spearing, like, hogs and, like, these invasive species well, you know people, I mean? nobody cares yeah well i know that's the thing though but it's the same concept you're right. killing it the same way like for sure the whole yeah. thing was they killed it with a spear well right. i think another well, thing is too like a lot of people track hogs down with dogs and they catch the hog yeah. and cut its throat well people yeah. don't know that it looks harsh but it's actually the best way to do it right. probably yeah right. i mean it go is. ahead mark go ahead well, and mark with your it's, point like I say, it's 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 more caveman looking thing. It's it's not as accurate as a gun or a bow, but I think part of what happened was the guy celebrated and just got all oh, excited. Yeah. See, I haven't watched that. I haven't, went, I, I haven't seen it either. Nutty. And I, I can think, see both sides of the story. Here. I mean, I yeah, he's super excited, but there's a point when you know maybe this is just my opinion. When you're on television, you got to keep it professional. Otherwise, things like this can't happen. Yeah. So, so when he so he, yeah, he jumped he up and down and freaked out. I've seen the video just once, but it's been a few weeks ago, and I didn't really pay that. Okay, much maybe I've seen this video. He's on the ground. I, obviously, he's on yeah. the ground, but yeah. um, because I think I think this whole thing <coughs> spread before the video was even out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like yeah. this was a huge thing. Is this the be- one where he throws a spear and he and the bear runs off and he looks back and he's like, oh, oh my god, yes, yeah. And, yeah okay, he, I, yeah, I, I have get, watched. He it. gets yeah. super, super excited, dude. Because you just speared a bear, which, I'd be excited is, too. Yeah, which is awesome. You know? I mean, and, and I'm not, I'm not probably the guy that's gonna go spear hunting. I don't really yeah, don't I have no care interest. for yeah. that, but. Uh, my p- opinion on Under Armour is when they first came out, they're so expensive. I snubbed them anyway and said, don't care. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with, you know, the old classic stuff who marketed this hunting clothes for hunters by hunters, you know, like yeah. the, the real tree stuff. I mean, like they, they specialize in that. That's <clears throat> not just a little yep, division. And yep, they're huge that's why they're company. here. And that's who's yes, going to back yes. you when something like that happens because they don't exactly. care. Yeah. And the other yeah. reason is I'm all about. If it's legal, that's too bad. It just is. You just you need to shut up. And if you don't like yeah. it, you may do something 
you know, in your life yeah. that's legal, but I think it's absolutely retarded. Yeah, but it, I'm well, not going to so, say anything about it. Yeah. So yeah. Who, gonna, who gives yeah. a shit? Here's, here's, exactly. here's, here's Gold the thing, jacket, though. green jacket, who gives a shit? <laughs> if it's not humane, <laughs> the conservation department, the states, the, 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 the they're going to regulate it. So right. why is it all of a sudden, you know, why is it legal if it's not humane, if it's not, you right. know? Yeah, so. here's, it, and here's, here's where I'm, where I'm, where I'm at, too. It's like, okay, yeah, if Under Armour makes the best product, like, they make really great products. Mm-hmm. And when they got in the hunting industry, I know, like, some of their, like, because they, they were the first ones to make, like, the, the, the really skin tight. Like, that's where they got, it was Under Armour was, like... Rash guard. Type. It's like a rash guard. Rash guard, but it was like it kept you cool and kept you hot. So they make it was like the thermal, the thermal uh, stuff. Right. They make fantastic products. So for them not to get in the hunting industry was kind of dumb on their part if they weren't going to do it. But they did it, and yeah, they're making money. And obviously, you know, if they make a great product, support them, buy it. Here's where I'm at. You know, everybody's like, still, oh well, why did why they drop them? Well. These people made enough of a name for themselves that every company, I guarantee, is chomping at the bit to pick them up, so they can say. Let me make. Can I make a couple points? I'm not trying to cut you off. Yeah, no, you're being that couple. They're probably like, "This sucks," right? Because yeah. they probably got cut. They probably got paid. And she's the only one sponsored by the. Oh, way. yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. So she yeah. got that's she a, got that's kind of the goofy thing. And, video you know, in and it. you know how that goes? It's a good-looking girl. You get sponsored. Uh, you're okay. on the pro stat in one of those deals. So Under Armour's, they don't have. She both. was collateral damage. They, they don't have both feet yeah. in full bore. Interesting. You know? I did not realize yeah, that. But I'm but sure he had Under Armour right? stuff. Yeah, she, she was videotaping yeah. this whole. Okay. 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 Let me. All right. Can I? Can I make one more point though? I. You know what? No. We're we're going after this, and we're talking about all this, but we really don't know the real story behind why they did it. Uh, like, I'd yeah. like to hear. And no, uh, and, I don't think anyone's ever going to know. No, the God, no. True, actual story but, behind it. Well, hey, you maybe know maybe why they, they should. Maybe... Everybody got on them about it. That's why. That's why. I think it's pressure. about money. It's about money. Pressure this, and anti hunters. Yep, yep yes. exactly. Here's what I think. Okay, so. There's the big thing on now going on now in the hunting, hunting industry about boycotting Under Armour. Yeah. Um, Steve, boycott Under Armour, yes or no? No, don't do that. Because you know what? They are still making fantastic products, and people are still making that, – that, that's people's jobs. And I'm a firm believer in capitalism. So you know, if it's okay, on to Mark. Mark, yeah. no, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no don't, don't don't boycott. Them. I think it becomes a personal issue because, or a personal feeling. To me, I say boycott them. Yeah, I'm all about hunting, and I'm about the law, and I'm about ethics, and I'm about the history of hunting. And if you're not going to support it, other than just to get your money, then solid point. But but do I care that much? No. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the perfect answer. I didn't. Term. I didn't post one thing on Facebook about it. You right. Know, but, Neither did I. But. but I just won't. You know, it, it, I'm not a big, big buyer anyway, so I wouldn't. Right. I Eric? wouldn't go out of my way to ban them, but I'm not going to go buy. You them. guys know me. I honestly don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get right, if you so want one to one. If you want to buy it, buy it. If you don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't you're, care. You're yeah. the time vote. Where are you at with it? <laughs> In my opinion, the only thing I own, I own. Shoot, hiking shoes from Under Armour, it's not a hunting thing. And I own, like, some of their thermal gear, which is technically really not a hunting thing. It's more of, like, an athletic outdoor thing. Um, 
I'm more I'm with Mark on this and and with Eric on this at the same time. I think that if you're gonna buy hunting clothing, you might as well buy a, a hunting uh, from a hunting company that's started as a hunting company and always will be. Yeah. Um, I I'm kind of a hipster in a way that I don't ever mess around with like too, anything too mainstream because I question authority and i question yeah. uh lots of wealth and power often <laughs> yeah. oh, you um, sound like a patriot <laughs> um, but you know what i mean though like yeah, yeah it's this big company it's you know it's a big corporate company that has their fingers dipped in a lot of different uh and everything you know and yeah. everything yeah and you know if there's an under armor jacket here that says this scent free whatever and there's a scent lock and there's a scent blocker and then there's a like a field and stream or yeah. whatever brand so many other choices under I only make so you much money so i'm gonna buy the sporting goods <laughs> well, well i'm just yeah. saying all the out of all the options yeah. if you're on amazon oh, out of exactly. all the options you could buy out of hunting scent you know air quotes scent free jackets under armor would be the last on my list and yep. that's not because of this. It's just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, one probably price. But as yeah. the price tag earlier. is is the that's the biggest thing with everyone is mm-hmm. the price tag. Yep. Yep. You can't go on you know and spend crazy money. Not everyone can. I mean, some right. people can do it and they do yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, it's so you're jacking the price and basically you're not supporting what you well supposedly believe in. Why buy? Because it? you're just making money. Right. Now, yeah. If somebody s- came and complained to Bill Jordan from Realtree because they were sponsored by that on that bear hunt, Bill wrote Jordan and just laugh in their face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he would. I'm but, a hunter. Yeah. but then again, okay. under, uh, but understandably, I still have to play but the devil's still advocate. Not tied into all With their those fingers corporate dipped sponsors. In, yeah, everything else. So that's Do another reason to buy take... Realtree and Mossy Oak because right. they are not tied into all those other. Well, yeah, sponsors. Under Armour came out with their own camo pattern now. Then yeah. Hoyt is sponsoring it, and I'm sure a couple other companies are too yeah. as well. Um, what is, what is it? Ridge the, Reaper. Ridge, Ridge Reaper. Reaper. Yeah. It it's, is, a, it's a cool pattern. It is a great camo. I, I saw people get online and tell people that are you know industry leaders or famous hunters. That you should ban them. You should do this. I don't think you should tell anybody else what to do. I think it's an right. individual decision. But when it gets when it boils back down to the UA hunt athlete thing they came yeah. out with, I always yeah. saw it on Instagram. That sucked a lot of people oh, into it. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. all of a sudden, everyone's all about Cameron Haynes is a huge following, and Cameron oh, yeah. Haynes is a, air quotes, UA hunt athlete. You know what, Bo, but he put out a statement about this that is very, very good. It, it, I did read it. I did it'll read open it. your eyes. Yeah. It'll be like, okay, then you can kind of see the other side. But I the did. thing is, Cameron Haynes has started a new... Um, a new revolution for the hunting industry is what he did. Fitness and hunting has become yes. a big thing. It's but is that a right bad now. thing? It's I, keeping people healthy and eating I'll healthy. be honest. I don't give a fuck about watching people work out on Instagram. Yeah. I think you should just work out and not post pictures of it. Yeah. Honestly, I respect you for working out. Like it, it is inspiring. It depends. You have to do it in a tasteful way. Right. Um, Cameron Haynes does it in a pretty yeah, tasteful way. Yeah, just be way. a chick. But yeah, I was gonna say I don't mind looking at your body on Instagram. <laughs> but, you know what though? But but but, but Under Armour was the perfect thing for that. The, let me yeah. get to my point here. Is yeah, it is. It, Under Armour is the perfect um, direction for high performance gear. Oh, yeah, I'm all yeah. about you know being healthy, and I understand you know if you're mountain hunting for sure, you got to be in shape. Oh, yeah. Because we but, are not the fittest people in the world. No, no well, I am. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> but no, I highly respect everyone for working out and stuff. And I you know a picture here and there, but the whole like. 
if I'm following a hunting page, the last thing I want to see is 100 pictures of your abs. Mm-hmm. I just want to see big deer on the ground, big mm-hmm. bears, whatever you're doing. And you, with gear, tactics, tips, anything, right. that's why I follow these pages. And I've been finding myself unfollowing because I'm tired of seeing dudes with their shirts off yeah, yeah. on hunting pages. I'm yeah. tired of it. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, There's only one of us in the room. But, then. The, but the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> everyone else is like, what? We're, we're daydreaming about say, abs. Say yeah. Scentlock came in and did the uh, Scentlock Hunt Athletes. Mm-hmm. Before Under Armour Hunt Athletes, everyone would be on the Scentlock Hunt Athlete oh, bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Here's another thing in question, though. Hoyt is doing the fit thing, too, which is great. Um, they're Hoyt's doing a lot about fitness and all that too. Um, maybe because of Cameron Haynes. No, because they want to keep people healthy so they live longer and buy the products longer. It's all about money, man. You get, I'm, I'm shut up now. You just shut me up with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I get it. Yeah, Setlock was like right now, but. But you get my point. But though, check too, it out. I don't mean any disrespect. But if, if Setlock did do out. that, would Setlock not crush it if they made like workout gear? They would. I mean, or like yeah. not workout gear, but like gear. Gear like kind of how Under Armour is set up for. It's a weird thing we're merging off, but it's weird, you know. Yeah. Like, but you it, know where, it, yeah, right. It's it's such a weird thing that it's a weird situation that the hunting industry shouldn't even be in. Yeah. You know what but happened? UA Hunt is not even they're not even pushing Under Armour product. It's the weird thing I think. You, you know, it's just it's something UA Hunt, but it's almost like, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm no, saying? No, hold like, on. Not, you know what? You hold, know what? Th- look at it this way. Look at it this way. I don't. Sorry, Steve. I, let's make this point. The hunting industry, us as a hunting family, we're a family. We should not even be having debates like this. <laughs> I know. We, we shouldn't. It should be. We shouldn't have questions with companies. And this is what kind of where I'm saying, go fuck yeah. yourself, Under Armour, because we shouldn't mm. even be having like this thing. We'll go, oh, Under Armour. Do they support us? Do they not? Do they? We shouldn't even have that. It should right. just be hunting only. Right. Clothing companies, yeah. everything. We're a family. We should just be that only. That's yeah, and what just, I was saying earlier. And get along. Everything is so but, controversial, dude. This whole thing, right. this whole thing started with a. It, it, it's a government conspiracy to keep us off the unjust killing <laughs> of Harambe, the gorilla. That's why this has happened. That's why it's a controversy. That's why we're talking about it because Harambe was unjustifiably poached in the Cincinnati Zoo. And that's why we're sitting here arguing about it and we have forgotten. I have not forgotten. All right. This podcast, we called it. We declared it. All this is because Harambe. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Is that really how the 100th episode ended? Oh, my God. That, here's, here's to the uh, 100th episode right And Harambe. Are you ready? <laughs> Nice. Um, <laughs> closing things, dude. I, I'm super stoked that we've done this for a hundred episodes. We've made it to a hundred episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say this. Uh, I'm thankful to have you guys on the podcast, and uh, I don't think we've missed a week. Maybe one. That's it. But we've definitely made up for it since we're knocking um, out technically two a week. I appreciate you guys' dedication and your support and coming to my house all the time. And I also want to say... Um, oh, I thought you were talking about the listeners. I didn't know you were talking about us. To you guys. <laughs> and he gives tours here. And then this is... I was going to the listeners now. Um, Thank we're, you. We're not trying to offend anyone. We're talking about the whole like working out thing and the Under Armour thing like that. So if you got offended, we're sorry. Let us know if you're offended. Well, we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, com. Email us at workingclassbowhunter at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know if you're offended, and we'll talk to you. We'll like, you, you will catch one of us. We'll send you a sticker or something. And uh, <laughs> put it on your abs while you're working out <laughs> in protest. <laughs> Dude, take our sticker and put like the little, like, 
Like you're like the the no smoking, like the anti working class oh boat hunter. <laughs> no, but no, we're just talking. Ignore all that. We're just talking hunting. Really, is that what? Yep. That's what our conversations boil around. Erase all this workout. The Under Armour companies. It's yep. hunting is what it boils down to, and that's all we really care about. Yep. And it's just good fun conversation. That's what it's it just is. Just what the whole podcast is about: sitting around after a hunt, chatting about hunting. It's fun. If you felt somewhat offended. Let us know. My, our, my phone number is on the website. Call me, and we can talk about it. And if you want, we can do a podcast about it and talk about go. the different views of it. Yeah. Tell Absolutely. us how offended you are. We that, don't care. That's what this is about. It's conversation. And so if you're offended and you think I'm wrong, let's work it out. We'll talk yeah. about it, and it'll, be great. it'll make a great podcast, yeah. in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Um, but I want to thank Eric, Steve, and Mark for coming over to my house all the time and being <laughs> on the podcast. And uh, high fives <laughs> around. <laughs> I heard I actually got high-fived. Oh, Nucks for Mark. Air Knuckles for um, Mark over there. Right. Yeah, you know, th- th- dude, this podcast was a little loose, and it was 100, so we got to we got to enjoy. Wait, it's um, our podcast, you know. It's our podcast, yeah. It's a celebration. Whatever. You know, uh, seriously, we've made it to 100, and we've got some killer stuff coming up, man. I, I am way too excited for this, the, the episodes I'm, we got I'm excited up. for the next 100 episodes, honestly. All right, guys, can we get a... a uh, well, first off, we love you, everyone, for listening, but we're going to do this right now. Can we get a go shoot your bow yeah. on a countdown? Followed by R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> Just, all right, ready? Three, two, one. Go, go shoot, shoot your, your bow. bow.